0: Ladies, if we discovered a new vitamin that could help you live longer, prevent heart attacks and cure depression, would you want to take it? Hi there, we're Ashley and And I'm Andrea (laughs) and we are the Wellness Women and this week we're talking to you on Wellness Women Radio about a really important vitamin and we call it vitamin P. Andrea, what is that P for? Um, This would have
1: to be my absolute all-time favorite uh, vitamin or prescription Um, and and the P stands for uh, pets. So vitamin P or pets, or the healing power of our pets. Um, Ash, I know you have your own vitamin P, and that is uh plants, um, <laughs> so the, the healing power of, of nature and plants, but that is what we're going to be diving into today. Um, and I am of all the episodes we've done, I think this is probably the one that I am most excited about.
0: Oh, I have to um, share with you, ladies, like, Andy's emotional. I'm watching the camera with <laughs> tears in her eyes. She's blushing with excitement and the smile on her face is absolutely massive because I think you've uh, you've heard our very special friend, Tiaki, Andrea's love of her life, in the background probably many episodes <laughs> if you've been tuning into us. So, you know, this gorgeous uh, dog of Andrea's is certainly an important person in her life, a beautiful person. Because it's pet, but you know, like there's some serious emotion going on there. So, I want you to tell us why pets and pet ownership is such a good thing for women's health, for general health, for people's health. What is it about pets that has this thing that like you get emotional connected? Because I have to say, and I'm going to put it out there early, ladies, because don't judge me, please. On the flip side, I'm really not a pet person. I will I will tolerate other people's pets. I will happily let them, you know, come. And if they want to sit on my feet, I'll kind of politely just let them say them. If they jump on my lap or they, you know, jump over me uninvited, I'm really not into it. So I'll explain that in a little while. But I want to know what it is about pets that makes us just go, ah. Oh. Huh, that's
1: such that's such a good question. And um, it's funny, Ash, you said what is it about pet ownership as like, Crazy dog lady that I am, or crazy pet lady that I am, um, we like to use the term pet parents or pet custodians <laughs> rather than pet owners. Excuse my ignorance. Sorry about that. No, I know. <laughs> Trust me, um, that, that's absolutely fine. And it's just, um, it's just semantics, right? But it's what we associate more with it as being like pet parents or, or pet custodians because you know we certainly don't own them, but we we just we take care of them. Um, you know, I don't have kids um, yet, but I never imagined that I could love something as much as I do Tiaki. Like I just, I I don't even know if I could put it into words. He's six and a half now. And I remember, um, that when, when I brought him home, um, he was this tiny little puppy. He was covered in fleas and ticks and was pretty unhealthy. And, you know, we got all the fleas off him, we bathed him, and then he fell asleep on my chest. Um, that night I was lying on the floor and he came and he just fell asleep on my chest and I was just like oh I'm stuffed like I'm in love like it was just (laughs) um and from that moment on like I would protect him with my life I know that he would do the same for me as well he's very protective and very tuned in to me too um and every year like i celebrate i celebrate his birthday um you know obviously he doesn't get birthday cake or anything like that because i feed him as if he were you know a primal animal um but every year i'm like this is incredible that i have managed to keep something alive that's a living creature that is solely dependent on me um and i just think that that's you know i think that's a pretty incredible feat <laughs> um but he is just he's just incredible like every single day I come home it doesn't matter how bad the day is or how stressful it is or what I've got on my plate you just have this unwavering love and affection and excitement to see you every single time you walk in the door whether or not you've just been outside to check the mail or you've been away for two weeks it's still the same greeting and it's just unconditional love at its in its purest form, I guess. Um, like I just, and, and seriously, I get emotional when I talk about it because he does, he means that much to me and he's that much a part of my life and my family. Um, and there's so many healing properties to them as well. But do you sort of get a bit of a sense of?
0: Oh, look, and I'm sure there are so many lovely ladies listening, getting so much of the vibe you're talking right now because <laughs> it's, it's, I see it, you know, I go down to the park, I go for my jog. I can see the pure Like, absolutely uninterrupted joy of people interacting with their pets and how much they love them. And, and I mean, this is even indicative of the uh, marketing and and sales around pet. Pet parenting. I, <laughs> <said> I <didn't laughs> pet, You've already pet made parenting. you've already made a change in me. Thank you. Um, and you know the things that are geared towards doing the best for your your animals, doing the best for for your furry friends, um, which you know I really appreciate and I really love because I believe we need more love in the world, and if that extends to our animal friends as well, then it hopefully makes us a better person. However, I do have a little thing there that t- has irritated me, and I'll put it out right now. I have often found people with pets to like love and treat their pets better than some people around them, and I, that really bugs me. So <laughs> I don't think it's a reflection of the pet; it's more to do with the, the parent, I should say. But, yeah, um, but you yeah. know, that's always been one of those things. But then again, hey, look, anything that brings more love into our life is fantastic. So let's talk about some of the uh, little sort of scientific quirks of why pet ownership, why this vitamin P is just so fantastic. Because I know that um, when we started to talk about doing this episode and, and why we're going to do it, I thought, well, I know that there's studies about pets being beneficial for Health, I know that there's studies about um, increasing longevity and, I mean, they have pets in hospitals and aged care homes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're there for a reason and I wanted to know a little bit more of the sciences to why they felt it was an appropriate thing to take like a dog into a hospital, um, given that it's such, you know, it's such an clean environment, so to speak, but um, what was it that was so much more beneficial than the potential risk of some dog hair on the floor? <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so I think the research was just phenomenal because when I started to read more about it, I was like, okay. I kind of get this thing now. Like I kind of get this whole pet parenting, loving our pets, what it's doing for us, why people are so much, you know, into their pet love. Um, And it's really primarily down to the fact, and I thought it was quite interesting, it all comes down to oxytocin. Yeah. <laughs> that incredible yeah. hormone that we talk about in ladies a lot because obviously, any woman who's uh, ever been pregnant or has breastfeeding, they understand about oxytocin. Um, but it's also the, the pituitary hormone released right after sex as well. So, and it's the mother child bond. So, hence the reason, you know, mother. I'd say fur baby bond. Um, That's why that happens because what it does, it causes in human beings a a release of oxytocin. And then of course the flow and effects of that are so phenomenal. And you know, you know how you just said coming home from work, you can't have a bad day when you come home to Tiaki, you know, even if you're having a bad day, it just melts away because it, instantly reduces stress hormones um, the adrenaline the cortisol all calms down it can improve things like pain management as well because just being around pets interacting with them because of these reduction in stress hormones increasing the happy you know sexual hormones the oxytocin we have less pain and th- there's so many other things what other things do you, do you recognize as having benefits from pets what have you read about Well, when we talk about, say, physiological benefits, there's certainly um, studies that
1: prove that it can help reduce uh, blood pressure uh, with that stress reduction, and I would certainly agree that it's through those oxytocin pathways, so bringing down adrenaline and cortisol and helping to rebalance that stress response. Um, It can lower cholesterol levels as well, can certainly ease anxiety and can be very supportive for anxiety and depressive-type symptoms, Um, and that is certainly a prescription that some um, psychologists and and places around the world they use dogs as a form of stress release so in some universities in the US they have a like an exam de-stress room and they've got an on-campus puppy and his name is Professor (laughs) Um, and He's like a hypoallergenic poodle mix um, and the students just love him. Um, And so they go and spend time with him um, to help reduce exam stress and things like that, which I think is just incredible. Um, But it actually goes a little bit further than just some of those things. Um, Really, really fascinating. I read a study um, that was performed by some clinical pharmacologists um, in London that claim hang on where where is it um it it was actually no sorry that was that's a different study the one i'm talking about is from the university of california they were looking at the frequency of cats purring ranges so you know when a cat is in a really nice state you're patting it and it's creating that lovely purr Mm -hmm. interestingly enough the frequency at which a cat purrs is between 25 to 150 hertz And frequencies at that range have actually been shown to increase bone density in humans and encourage healing pathways in humans as well. That's incredible. And that's just from the frequency and the resonance of the sound that they're making. And we know that sound healing is certainly gaining in popularity, but that is its own sort of little innate healing ability that it has just from that, that purring effect that it makes, which I think is just amazing. Um, For dogs as well, Ash, I'm sure you know this. Um, Have you ever noticed how dogs try and lick wounds? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Look, I wouldn't say I'd let them close enough to do such a thing. (laughs) No, no, but I I know exactly what you mean. They tend to come up, they want to lick, and uh, if there's any – well, I always thought it was food left on your leg or something, but uh, you're right, it may be a wound. Tell me, what what do you know about that? There's a very high possibility that it's food as well.
1: Um, Look, any – avid pet lover, particularly dog lover, will totally understand that there's things that we do that we'll never admit to other people who aren't pet owners. Like we will totally let our dog kiss our face or lick our face. We will, you know, be very happy to cuddle them in bed. We'll feed them under the table. We'll do all these things that you told you're not supposed to do, but we'll do them anyway. Um, (laughs) Just because, you know, it's, it's how we as humans show affection and love, right? Through food and physical affection, those sorts of things, whether or not the dog actually um, takes it that way. I'm sure Cesar Millan, the dog whisperer, will have very strong things to say about it. But anyway, um, and one thing that is really interesting is that dogs, they lick their environment, they taste their environment, and that's how they process their environment. They will pick up everything and they'll put it in their mouth, similar to what babies do, but they will always be sniffing and licking their environment and i have a bit of a theory on this and whether or not there's you know actual evidence to prove this i don't know but part of that licking and tasting your environment is actually building up an immune system to what is around you Um, and that is a natural part of what the dogs are always doing dogs don't get flus or colds or you know tonsillitis or chest infections or anything like that like what we do and their immune system is a lot more robust than what ours is because they're constantly tasting their environment and building their immune system accordingly. And dogs are drawn to, you know, wounds and things like that to try and, um, you know, it's part of their innate instinct to help with that healing process. And there is certainly studies that show that it's beneficial to humans. I know that there's also studies that show that there is, um, you know, also noxious substances within dog saliva that may not be as beneficial. Um, but the study I was referring to before, which was done through the London School of Medicine, claims that licking wounds is actually beneficial to humans as much so as it is to animals. So the research actually showed that when saliva comes into contact with the skin, um, a, a nitrite, which is a natural component of saliva, actually breaks down into nitric oxide which is a chemical compound that is really effective for protecting cuts and scratches from bacterial infections. So it's a natural part of their immune system that helps to actually decrease the risk of infection. Um, And there's also a protein that they found in their saliva called NGF or nerve growth factor, which helps to decrease the risk of infections in wounds as well. Um, And anecdotally, I can just say um, I had... I cut on my finger in the crease of my finger that would not heal. And every time I would move my finger, it would open again and it was getting worse and it was starting to swell and get red around it like it was getting infected. Tiaki was particularly interested in it. Like whenever he was around me, he would sort of try and sniff it and I would sort of brush him away. But then I actually paid attention to it and I thought, oh, what the hell, and I just stuck it in his mouth. (laughs) and. <laughs> I look on Ash's face right now. I just stuck it, in the and took it out. And you know what? The next day it was gone. Um, so, whether or not that was my own body, you know, just having taken care of it, I don't know. But I can wholeheartedly say that uh, the next day it was gone. And if I did have a surface wound on my arm or my leg or something like that, I would not hesitate to let Tiaki lick it if he thought that that would be, you know, beneficial. Um, because they're almost like our own immune system walking outside of our bodies. Does that kind of make sense?
0: Oh, look, it totally makes sense. And I understand the, the physiology and some of those pathways behind it, you know, pathogens and the way the body responds to uh, to those pathogens. And I just think it's fascinating, though, because I can tell you right now there's no way I'm taking uh, an injury to an animal to lick it. But that's okay. That's okay because there's probably some gorgeous pet levels listening right now that are thinking, awesome okay i've seen that i've experienced that wow that totally makes sense now or like you did initially pushing away pushing away and now they understand a little bit more why that innate dog's need or pet's need was to try and lick you because yeah. they're just doing what they would do to themselves to heal and repair a wound because they know that that works which and i think other members of their own dog pack yeah that's, that's yeah. what we do yeah that's fascinating fascinating yeah. well look i can tell you this much I, i'm not going to go down the path of having dogs lick me for that but <laughs> i certainly understand and some of the other side effects and I definitely recognize and acknowledge the psychological benefits of pet ownership. Um, also, I was really interested in reading some studies that were taking the picture a bit bigger and saying, well, what would the consequence be on the healthcare budget if more people had pets? Because, you know, they're trying to work out whether you could actually reduce government expenditure on healthcare because there's studies showing that pets can help increase longevity after heart attacks, reducing mm-hmm. the recurrence of uh, repeat attendance to doctors, GPs, specialists, and uh, so on. Um, they do things like lower blood pressure, improve cholesterol. I mean, yep. that's pretty crazy because if you're taking uh, drugs, then, of course, you're on the drug bandwagon and you're probably not going to get off. But if a pet has the capacity to do that, imagine the decrease in I guess, national budget expenditure on healthcare if pets were part of the healthcare treatment plan.
1: <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. You've got no idea how much I love that idea. Um, and yeah. you actually this as a prescription to plenty of my patients to just, you know, get a dog. It'll solve
0: everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look, on, if nothing else, it's going to make you walk outside. You've got to take them for a walk. You've got to go, you know, around the block. Um, it increases your activity levels. That's absolutely certain. I've witnessed so many families get healthier once they got a pet because they were now like you said completely responsible for something that's relying on you so you do have to go home you do have to walk them around the block they do need to get out run hopefully you're out there running with them or you you know ride a bike with the dog running along I just I've seen how many families change their entire health dynamic in their home just because a dog came into their life and they became more active and I think that is so fantastic and if that's all it took man all those wasted diets and all those (laughs) you know, wasted health plans that they've been trying, and all of a sudden just the incidental increase in activity, the awareness, um, Mm -hmm. all of that happens because they've got a pet that's now engaging them more, taking them away from the television, asking for playtime, being in their face when they normally might just sit down, chill out, and do something sedentary. Now -hmm. they've got something in their life that's causing them to get up and get active, and I just think on that physical level alone, that is fantastic. Um, Ash, was there
1: actually statistics that showed from a monetary perspective what the implications would be
0: if pet ownership increased on well, <laughs> public health? It is a hypothesis. It was a discussion. Um, oh, one of the studies okay. I did see was from America, so I don't think it really is relevant because the study was also talking about the fact that there is more pet ownership than kids in households and you're looking at um, around 100 million pets across America. That's a lot of pets. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was incredible incredible so i was saying you know if you had um uh, more people with pets would that help particularly things like age and loneliness um there's a lot of things involved in pet ownership because they also showed some research that suggested that ownership of pets in the elderly helped them live longer and better um, in the way that they were more content less likely to experience depression um they actually showed some studies that Potentially could have an effect on things like Alzheimer's and brain health, which is incredible. They were following 3,000 uh, older adults for more than 16 years looking at dementia and different lifestyle factors. Um, and, you know, pet ownership and hobbies like gardening were shown to have an incredibly powerful effect on reducing the incidence of progression, which is just so cool. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And, you know what?
1: I think that the benefit of having pets goes a bit further than just some of those physiological benefits that we talked about just before. Mm. Um, I think that it's undeniable that pets have senses that we do not. True. They're, and we know that, for example, their sense of smell is so much more fine-tuned than what ours is, um, which is why um, dogs are used, you know, as sniffer dogs and those sorts of things. But also in the detection of cancer, which I think is absolutely incredible. Um, there's lots and lots of stories. If you read the chicken Soup for the pet, the dog lovers or the pet lovers song, um, lots of stories about dogs who have pre warned their, um, you know, their pet parents about impending um, conditions so there's a story about a girl who actually had um, cancer just below her sternum um, or the, the breastbone there and the dog would constantly come up and put his nose on her chest and then just lay there and it was almost like a warning system um, there's dogs who act differently around patients who have epilepsy who can predict um, the sort of pre-seizure um, phase so that the person can then Get themselves prepared for when their seizure is going to is, is imminent. So they'll, they'll almost have a warning sign.
0: Um, which I just think is absolutely amazing. And they actually um, train them, don't they? Because I've heard of that. That's yeah. the, the seizure yeah. seizure alert dogs.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. How incredible. Instinctively. Um, yeah. We actually we know of a friend of ours who does have um, grand mal seizures, who has epilepsy, who has a Rottweiler, and just started figuring out that the Rottweiler would come and lie right behind his back feet about 30 seconds before he was due to have a seizure. Mm. So it was almost like he was trying to give him a soft space to land if that was the case. And then he would only ever do it right before he was about to have a seizure. And they realized this was his triggering system. So the dog didn't need to even be trained for that. It was an innate instinct for him to try and give him a warning sign. So now that he knows if he's going to have a seizure to lie himself on the floor to reduce any sort of form of injury.
0: Wow, um, isn't it cool? There's just so many studies and so many reports of amazing things. I mean, just even from the perspective of dogs rescuing children in pools and um, yeah. preventing people or someone's had a fall to a floor and they've managed to help you know, knock a phone from a table so the person can can respond like it's just incredible how intuitive and connected and uh, like you said unconditionally loving they are that they always want to try and help and that's I think that's incredible what um what do you think it is about pet ownership in your life that really I guess I mean a pet itself could save you a lot of money going to a lot of care a lot of therapy but what psychologically do you think a pet does that you can't achieve or do somewhere else Um, look for, for me
1: and what my experience has been is that Tiyaki helps me to be completely present in the moment. Beautiful. Um, if I'm down at the beach with him and I'm on my phone, he will tell me. Okay. Um, yeah. And you know, and if I go to the park and we're throwing the ball around or I take a call, like he you know, will will sort of give me signals or let me know that this is not okay. It's like, <laughs> hey mum, pay attention to me. Yeah, exactly. This yeah, is, okay. This is our time. And also they are completely instinctual, they're completely present in that moment. They don't have that same level of You know, stress that we always have. So when he's there having fun, it's like there's nothing else that matters. It doesn't matter what's happening later. It doesn't matter, you know, the stresses that happen beforehand. It's it's right in that moment. It's it's so much easier to be so present, and I find that that's a really beautiful grounding thing for me. Um, So that's why my quality time with him is so so important. Um, Even though it is a big responsibility, even though it does take a lot of time and. It doesn't give you as much flexibility or freedoms to say, you know, to pick up and, and do and go wherever you want. Um, but it's so worth it. That's amazing. I, I yeah. The world. And you know what? I would never put him in a kennel, um, not even for one night. Um, so if we are going on holidays or we're doing something like that, we would make changes that allow for his. Um, health as much as possible so we'll have people come to the house that we trust and, and we know or he'll stay with our best friends who have dogs as well um it, you know he's he's my baby so <laughs> you know that that's just his, uh, his emotional well-being is just as important to me so
0: and um, and reciprocated isn't it because obviously tiaki looks after your emotional well-being that companionship that care oh, that yeah. attention um that's yeah that's something really special i think if you're listening and you've got pets you totally get where andrew's coming from here I struggle a little bit. I get it because I can see yeah. Andrea's responses and expression. And I'm watching her body language. So it's not just uh, I'm saying this. It's a it's a physiological change, even talking about it, which is just a very powerful healing tool right there. So if you do have pets, you're only, I mean, you're already uh, by statistics ahead of us who don't have them because <laughs> your chances are you're going to live longer and better just because of those pets. Um it was um, one of my suggestions for Ash and Pete to get a dog before <laughs> the
1: baby came along, um, even just for the immune system benefits for the baby. Um, but
0: you know. oh, look, at, am I allowed? Am I allowed to validate a little bit why I'm not a pet person? Is it? Uh, oh, is absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Because you know, I think it's. Um, I've actually been. I guess well, would you say discriminated against? Because I'm not a pet person at times, where people almost want to say, oh, "I don't trust people who don't have pets," because as if <laughs> as if you possibly couldn't understand or empathise with their experiences in the world. But <laughs> um, you know, jokes aside, I I have always made a conscious choice. I didn't grow up with pets. We had a fairly flexible, free lifestyle. It was always the condition that because of the nature of um, our sport life and the choices we made in our life, we were up at 5 a.m. Out of the house, off to school. You would have had, we would have had a pet or an animal at home from five o'clock in the morning till probably six o'clock at night. Unattended, unloved, uncared for. That was just no life for a pet in our lives. We just didn't feel that that was um, ethical or, or kind in any way to do such a thing to our pet if we had one. So mm-hmm. I just never got used to having one because I just thought, oh, well, <laughs> we're too busy. And interestingly enough, that facilitated the personality type I have, I think, probably, because I'm instinctively an explorer. Uh, you know, backpacks, traveling the world, yeah. living overseas. It wouldn't have been possible if I'd have been significantly attached to a pet to be able to just move around and do all these things. That I really, really love doing. Um, so again, it comes down to highest values, the things you you love and put your time and energy and money into. So clearly highest values for you are that companionship, the connection, and in that's people, but also pets as well, which is fantastic. Definitely. And um, Ashley, I absolutely understand where you're coming from.
1: Um, you know, I've always grown up with pets. We've always always had pets we've had cats and dogs and I grew up on a farm for the better part of my childhood so at any one point we had 20 dogs um, because we had a big a big property we had sheep we had a pig at one point that we called Dylan um, that was supposed to be Christmas dinner but of course that was never going to happen because we got so attached to him (laughs) Um, you know I was always that kid that would be finding mice in the, you know, in the paddock and I'd put it in my pocket and I'd take it home with me. Like I was, I've always been connected to animals in that sense. Um, and I've never, you know, really been afraid of them or anything like that. And it's just, um, yeah, so Tiaki is absolutely my highest value above absolutely anything else. You know, he comes, he absolutely comes first. Um, and you're right, it is about values. Well, oh, yeah.
0: look, ladies, if you're not a pet person like me, then I can tell you this much. You need to have something else that connects you to uh, to nature and earth, and pets are one connection to that. For me, it's gardens. So this mm-hmm. is why I said my vitamin P is plants. Getting my hands dirty, getting into the earth, and interestingly, the studies that have looked at the gardening people in the world um, have similar health benefits as pets. Yes. Now isn't that interesting? There's so much crossover there: reduction of stress, interaction with earth, nature, environment, microorganism, microbes. So you're getting this dirt effect. You know, so you're getting other changes in colonies, just like pets. Bring them to you. You're actually putting your hands in the earth and getting changes in your. By microbiome because you're interacting with nature and uh, and microorganisms there as well. It reduces the risks of stroke and, and cardiovascular incidents because of that stress reduction. And mm-hmm. it can be quite an active thing, lifting, bending, moving, twisting, um, building, changing, scooping, scraping. It, these are things as well, the digging. They're also an active activity too if you, uh, if you are making and building things. And then they're just therapeutic for the fact that they are, like you have with a pet, present-time consciousness being exactly. right there in the moment being right there tending to the garden whether it be trimming or, or hedging or focus points it's almost like a meditation because it's providing a, a one-point focus for you to do something um, with a task and also then sense of satisfaction and completion or reward because let's just say you you're, you have a vegetable garden the reward is seeing things grow to nurture to develop mm-hmm. to evolve and then in my case nourishing by eating and consuming the very thing you put love into Um, so it's so fascinating to see the vitamin P can be pets and plants as well because of the similarities in some of the crossovers on the studies so um, definitely oh I love that Ash and
1: and you're absolutely right and if you see Ashley's house you'll notice that she does have a beautiful garden and there's
0: um, indoor plants everywhere as well Um, some of them die though so (laughs) don't don't feel too bad if you're (laughs) those people who think I'm some like plant guru there's a lot of things I'm good at uh, but I do say in the last little while I haven't had much success with my a few of my indoor succulents. I don't know what I'm doing with those, but uh, <laughs> there's a. <laughs> uh, there's a. Oh uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> say something which I think is absolutely hilarious. Of all the episodes that Tiaki has not been present, <gasps> no barking. One that is all about him. Let me just see if I He's can. He's not talking. To talk to yeah, come on.
0: <laughs> come and say hi to all our ladies listening. <laughs> Yeah, you're invited today. You actually get your time, your moment on our podcast today. This is your your Tiaki. moment. Do you want to tell Ash? Tell her. I know. Hi, Jackie, Say hello. Ooh. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we okay, yeah, we heard a little girl. Tell her. Oh. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, fantastic.
1: I, I thought that was so funny. Um, so, ladies, the, I guess the take home from today is is a bit, it's a bit more of a lighthearted episode. There's not a lot of heavy stuff in today, but I think that's important sometimes. Um, if you have been thinking about getting a pet, there's no time like the present. There's never going to be a good time to do it. So, I just, I would suggest just jump in. Um, I would certainly recommend checking out your, your rescue centers first um, and, meeting the animal a few times before the potential of bringing it home um, just to make sure it is the right one for you. Um, we know that uh, there's so many pets um, who have been either abandoned or um haven't been treated very well that are in you know rescue centres that that need loving homes. Um, so I'd certainly encourage you to do that first. Um, or if this is the time when you've been thinking about possibly building a garden or even just having a couple more indoor plants to help with that. And even the ritual of tending to them and taking care of them and watering them and, and nurturing them in that sense is a very de-stressing kind of unwinding process for you. Um so Either of those things would be absolutely fantastic. Ashley, is there anything
0: else that you want to add there to the take-home? Look, I think just because we're so surrounded with such a tech-heavy lifestyle, um, both pets and plants, they're providing us with the same thing, and that is connection, instinctive draw, instinctive connection to things that are living and growing. I believe we all really want to feel just part of the web of life, and that's why if you're feeling disconnected, if you're having issues with mental health or depression or anxiety or, or things are just not quite right in your world, uh, I really strongly suggest you get in tune with that instinctive draw that you will have. And if you just sit down long enough, you realize you're just drawn to life. And so for you, it may be getting a pet or it may be starting a little garden project. But I encourage you to get your hands in and, and touch and connect and get sensory and, and awaken those parts of your sensory nervous system that are just so responsive to to life, which is that connection with others, whether it be be humans, beings, or plants, nature, animals. Awesome! I love it.
1: So, ladies, we would love, love, love to see pictures. Of oh yeah, pet photos. Your, buddies. your, your, pet family, your yeah. little babies. So please post them online. You better believe I'm going to stick stacks of them uh, on Tiaki. <laughs> stacks of pictures of Tiaki on all of our social media. So find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/forward/slash/TheWellnessWomen or underscore The Wellness Women. Um, we will certainly tease this information out um, for you know other episodes in terms of you know holistic pet care all of those sorts of things but today um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode Um, make sure you're sharing this with your friends give us a five star rating on iTunes if you think that we deserve it Um, and until next week be well
0: this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter thewellnesscouch streaming wellness into your lives